Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi folks. I would like to introduce myself. My name is Pyle and I am a traveler who also loves to meet people. And I think a blend of both is where this concept of melting pot has come about. In my melting pot series, I will be talking to lots of inspiring people from different parts of the world and also from different cultures whom I meet during all my travels. The common factor between these folks will be the desire to follow their passion and make it a way of life. So step into this melting pot and enjoy the chats. Everyone has a story to tell, but some stories are just so fascinating for me that I'm completely compelled to share them on this very very special podcast series Melting Pot. Today's conversation is with Subha Vedinathan and it's in Singapore. Subha is co-founder of a wellness retreat in Bali. It's called Being Satva and he is also the founder of Being. We're obviously going to understand all of this um when Subha starts talking to us. Um So just a little background to him other than him being you know the co-founder and founder of these two entities um he is a mindfulness practitioner and he's also a corporate leader but as i understand he's had a journey which started very very differently which i would like uh subhav goes to share with you my listeners and with me and i would like to know what is subha's mantra so <laughs> thank you so much subha for taking the time to talk to me today thank you so much pyle it's a pleasure to be on your show and i'm really looking forward to our conversation today excellent so am i by the way <laughs> <laughs> so tell my listeners and me about you subha i mean where i understand you were in the corporate world for a number of years yeah. um, so how did you you know from being very successful were you in the banking industry yeah, yeah. okay so from you know being for 25 years for 25 years yeah. okay there you go so um after 25 years of being in the banking industry how did you suddenly kind of make this shift towards you know a more holistic way of looking at at life and you know your mindfulness programs and and all of that so is it something that came about because of certain experiences that you had in life or is it something that kind of 
you know, was it like an awakening? So, uh, very interesting question. And sometimes when I answer these questions, I discover these things for something new about myself <laughs> each time. So, let me go over. And I want to actually start quite some time ago. And um, I was 14 years old. And I still remember 1978 uh, was when my dad passed. And I'm the only child. And my mom then started to work to take care of me, to bring me up, and also her mother who was staying with her. So there's a significant shift I remember in our life because we had a car, then we didn't have a car. We lived in a three-bedroom house. My dad was a prof in IIT. Okay. Um, and then uh, then we moved to just a single-bedroom house because my mom started to work in IIT, but significantly downgraded lifestyle. We sold all our furniture. We sold everything in the house. So it was a big shift for me. At that point of time, for me, education and getting a job which would pay well was something which drove me. Mm. So Because you wanted to support your, your mum as much as you could. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So I think were, I had a, a main driver which was material. Mm-hmm. This should not happen to me again in my life. I should be able to support my mom. And for the stuff that my mom was doing for me, I want her to feel that she did something positive and she succeeded in her life. So if you keep all of these things in mind, this is my perspective at that point of time. But at that point, after I finished my engineering and then my business studies and then started work and much, much later, I realized that the same motivation stay with you for much longer. So even though you are, and I think it's, question of how Asia is today. Asia came from a point of have not and is still driven by the same material success, if you will, definition of success. So that is how it was for me personally for a very, very long time. Up until the time, I think it was the year 2000, when my mom was diagnosed with cancer and uh, she had quit a job by then, I mean, she had retired and all of that. But uh, I took the first big decision together with my family. I was working overseas in the Middle East. And I decided that being with her is what will heal her. So I quit my job to come and be with her. And we were together with her for a year. In India? In India. Okay. And she's fine now. She's still... That's amazing. Yeah. So for me, one of the most important ingredients of her treatment, if you will, or healing was our presence with her. And at that point of time, I had a shift. I also started to learn a little bit about healing. I started to learn a little bit about meditation, breath work, all of that. That was 2000, just 20 years ago, not very long back. And that was more for uh, being, you know, being able to sort of be there uh, for your mother and yes. help in, in yes. healing. Yes. Okay. okay. So that she would also practice with me. I could practice with her. Yeah. And I knew that I had to leave the country, but I wanted at that time to leave her in good shape. Right. Yeah. So that such a thing doesn't happen again in her life. Because it's my belief that some of these things manifest when you have emotional issues which are not dealt with. So if you don't know how to deal with it, they will just manifest in different forms. So, went on and then that was my first, if you will, shift or 
contact with these kinds of things. So it happened in the year 2000. Came to Singapore uh, September 2001, just after the Twin Towers were brought down. So yeah. that's kind of the time <laughs> that we came here. <laughs> right. And uh, my practice was very active even then. But I made another big shift in the December of 2004, uh, the, year, the time of the tsunami, literally. And um, I took it upon myself to spend time with myself in solitude. Between Christmas and New Year, and I've done it every year since then, is a vacation with myself. So the first year I did it was 2004. And those are times where you start to understand yourself better. So it's a time where I spend time in meditation, time with myself, journaling, but there is no contact with the world. There's no communication. There's no reading allowed. And where do you normally do it? At, at home. home. At home. With external it's factors like the family. Everybody else leaves. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they respect. Yes. <laughs> and they probably think that, okay, yes, yes. <laughs> this is it. Now we've lost him. <laughs> so it's their vacation and mine, if you will, right? Away so, from each other. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So it's very simple for me and that's um, the practice I've continued since then. I've, I've done it uh, for a few years now at being Sattva too in Bali because I have that space to be able to go and do it. Right. Because it's a certain construct. I need time with nature. I need a certain type of food which is just served to me once a day. And all this has to be done without me having to speak. So it's better I do it at home or what I consider my home away from home which is... Being sattva. So I think that was what triggered me. Uh, and then there was another big trigger, which was global financial crisis in 2008, 2009. And that was the next big shift that I had. And uh, I had a certain unique experience then too, which was that my strength, and that time I was working in Jakarta, came from walking out onto the streets every morning and serving breakfast to people who clean the streets. It's to know that the real world exists down there and out there, not just in your head or as a banker, some world that you make up, something to be. So that connection that with humanity uh, is something which also had a shift inside. When I came back... There was another big shift, which is, as a leader, is it that I have the right to burn people when they come to work? And then they have to go and figure a way to heal themselves. So it's another thought which came to me as a leader. And then, though I was working then, I started off on this journey that I have to demonstrate, the best form of leadership would be to demonstrate care. I'll treat them like a human rather than like a resource if you will, a play on the words of human yeah. resource, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so that's when I think the shift, so you should see it's just a progressive yeah. shift, right? Yeah. So it just, for me, it just doesn't drop that way. So this has been the progressive, and I worked very hard, even during my time in the bank, with many hundreds of people in this space, of how they could physically, mentally, and emotionally address what's bothering them. And through that, to be able to raise their performance. So more, I guess, work perspective, yes, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Come to 2015-16, my urge, and for me, you asked a question, I, I'll use that phrase, it's called 
empower and inspire and what i mean by that is we try to switch from one economic construct to another economic construct we say capitalism we use the word socialism we call it uh center center right center left all kinds of terminologies out there for constructs of macro economic we have social construct we have organizational constructs what i mean by that is non-profits profits for profits and all of those organizational constructs we have governance constructs in terms of how countries are ruled or the political constructs in each country for me if you don't address the personal construct anything which is built on top of it will be ephemeral true yeah and that's why every major framework lasts for a while and then you find that it is also been to use polite words been misused so that's why to me it's about empowering and inspiring each person to be at their authentic best that is what drove me to say this is what i should do when i am physically mentally and emotionally able so that's what kind of finally the penny dropped and said this is what i should be doing now of course i had at that time i also feel very important that when we make a shift like this it's important to gain the support of family and close friends it's one thing to say this is what i'm doing like it or lump it but i think it's a lot more energizing if you have a conversation with them explain your perspective understand their perspective and then have this buy in and then get out and set out onto this journey together i have been very fortunate that my family and my close friends are deeply supportive of this journey of mine excellent yeah yeah i think you're absolutely right that is you know once you've chosen a path and then they support you and they're in it with you yes. um which is which sort of helps you walk that extra mile that's i right. think that's so right. yeah that's right. no that's that's, right. that's amazing and when you start off on a path it's not going to be all up 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 or positive 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 or there will be downs there will be challenges there will be twists there will be turns so if you have people supporting you in these times close to you yeah then you know the journey is even more meaningful yeah. and even more exciting if yeah. you will yeah so tell uh, my listeners and me about being satva and about being which you know you're the founder of so what you know i think you're in uh, there's a lot of a holistic it's a it's a very holistic approach right for both concepts right. um so what if you could just sep- sure. kind sure. of separate them sure. and then tell me what each of the entities um sure. actually you know what what it it is that is being done you're listening to a fusion of stories recounted for the first time ever by some fascinating people from across the globe with me pio on this very unique and special podcast series melting pot so during this journey of mine i used to go out and run small retreats weekends 3 days 5 days and these are mindfulness retreats okay it's mindfulness it is discovering your best life it's about it's a, it's, a, it's an all in it's a holistic retreat 
you eat well, you live well at that time, you reflect on a few questions, you have certain practices of mindfulness which helps you in the reflection, all of that. So through this process, I discovered that what is important is when sometimes you need to go away and be able to be in a space that helps you on that journey. Right. So with that, keeping that in mind is what Renuka and me conceived being sattva. And that was created as be with nature. So everywhere you go, nature speaks to you. All the common spaces are open to nature. So it's surrounded by rainforests and all common spaces. Everywhere you hear the sound of water. Everywhere you have dragonflies, butterflies, flowers. So it's about getting you to be in that space. Being One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Engulfed in it. In the ass. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Even the rooms are constructed such that if you step out of the room, which you should because there's no TV in the room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of get you out and uh, get you to spend time outside and again with uh, nature. Right. Um, it is built also on the principles of sustainable living. Solar, recycle water, recycle waste, grow your fruits, grow your plants, have an open kitchen, cook mainly uh, plant-based food. Right. All of those kinds of things. And to tell people that this is accessible, this is enjoyable, this is comfortable. It doesn't need to be all painful to right. do something like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's to get people to think about that. So that's, that's another thing which we had. And then, of course, the third was very important aspect, which is we wanted to employ locals. So uh, we wanted to make sure that 70% of our staff are from around the local village or the local district. So why did you choose Bali? Why not somewhere in India or in Cambodia or, you know, anywhere else? Why specifically Bali? So I must honestly say that um, many of the choices I make are made for me. <laughs> uh, so we did first seriously consider a place uh, in India. And the first flight which we were supposed to go to to do the deal got cancelled the second flight got cancelled so then Renuka and me spoke and said is there a message in this for <laughs> us right <laughs> yeah clearly I mean I <laughs> definitely there was yeah yeah also when we didn't uh, because I had worked in Indonesia so I spoke to someone there in Bali and they said come and take a look at this the only thing we had said is we want to be in Ubud Ubud has the ecosystem for this and has the energy for this yeah so we went there and it is an amazing journey for us because we found this place on our second trip. We found the architect on the same trip who gave us the plan on our third trip 
without asking for a dollar. So it's just also spontaneous for us. And we built a place. It was ready in 18 months. We did not know how to run the place. But all the people who showed up to help us run the place. And in fact, we have not lost staff from the time we started. That's amazing. Everyone tells us it's so difficult to hold on to people in Bali. That And we had to tell our staff we are plant-based and that's unique. And we are this kind of place. This is the kind of activities that we do here. And we do art, music, uh, cooking. We do mindfulness. We do outbound. So we do a mixture of activities. It's not just sit and meditate kind of activities, yeah. right? So yoga, of course. And But it's been an amazing journey for us. So that's being sattva. Yeah. But what we also, like when you go back to my story, it's about helping people on this journey of empowering and inspiring people to find and be their authentic best. So for me, the way I think about it is, yes, you can come there and do this. But when you come back, what do you do? How do you stay on the journey? So then we constructed another layer, which is what you could do in your city. And then we start constructed another layer, which is how do you keep in touch digitally? So there was a digital, there was a face-to-face, there was an immersive space. This is how we conceived. And being was more the programs. We call it the software and being sattva like the hardware. Okay. Okay. So being sattva is just going there and experiencing it completely immersively. But when you go back, you can do this. Or you can start with being programs. And then you can land up at being sattva. Okay. So they're integrated in a sense. Okay. Yeah. And I guess, you know, it's, you go, you go to a resort in Bali, for example, you have a different mindset, right? But in this way, going to being sattva. And then when you come back, if you don't follow it through, so this is more like, you know, continuing with the journey that you've embarked on. Correct. So, okay. And if you see... Some of the amazing statistics for those who are inclined by data is that when we send out a mail to our base of people who've been with us, the mail open rate is 50%, Hmm. which is like super high. Yeah. And so I think it's a very engaged audience of people who are with us. And people who believe in in your journey and would like to sort of in some way be a part of it that's right that's right yeah that's amazing yeah so it's been fantastic but at the same time we also not try to rush this whole thing that many people have told me you should build a unicorn Hmm. and this whole thing of burn cash build a unicorn up front and I've repeatedly said that that's not what we stand for right it has to grow organically yeah absolutely you hit the nail on the head absolutely the way we think about it is when we want to say authentic best, empower, inspire, sustainable living, it is jarring on the other hand to say I'm going to burn cash to build a unicorn and yeah. I want to show the world I'm so big kind yeah. of thing, right? Yeah. So this is exactly what you said is absolutely what we are doing. The impact I think is a lot higher when, you know, and I think the sincerity of it uh, is is a lot more impactful so yeah wow that's amazing (laughs) that's amazing so I guess this is now your journey and um, so 
you know, just very briefly, what are the few things that, um, because before we started the conversation, you mentioned, you know, that you've done 108 days of um, meditation, plus, you know, you've kind of involved people uh, to be a part of the process. So tell me a little bit more about that. And also what I mean, is there, I don't know if that's the right question to really be asking. Is there a vision? Like, you know, this is the vision, but is there a goal to the vision? Yeah. I'm not sure if, you know, that's an appropriate question to ask or not, but I'm going to ask it anyways. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so there are two things here. One is, you know, just what are the few things that you do in, like you have a program. So what would the program include? Yeah. That's one. And two is, like I said, what's your goal? So during these times of COVID have been very interesting because, of course, Bali is fully shut down. But on the other hand, we've done something in keeping with our values. We've kept every single person employed and we asked them to write their own paycheck. Really? And Mm. you will be surprised if you empower people to do something like this. They came back with a paycheck which was even less than what we had in mind. That's the power of engagement. And, you know, when you work with people so closely and they connect with your cause and your purpose, how they feel about keeping the business going. And they feel so much more about it than even you sometimes, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that is... I mean, it's a livelihood, right? So, yeah. They're all there. And they have done a fantastic job to maintain the property, to, you know, actually spruce it up even more. And uh, to prepare it for the reopening, they keep sending us the pictures of what, how they prepare it and to make it safe and secure for the reopening. Fantastic piece of work. In fact, they're sending, up, uh, sending us all these beautiful batik masks, which, they're going to, which we are going to wear. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll possibly send you one oh, for yourself. You. <laughs> I'd like that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's that. Then but I saw that in the early stages... People were super stressed. They were finding it difficult to be locked down, to work from home. And people have a variety of issues. Some of them I worked with had COVID. Hmm. I worked with someone who had lost her mother to COVID. And she was a country head. And how does she lead a team in this deep distress, personal distress, when she couldn't even be there for her mother's cremation? So a variety of people I had to. So I constructed a set of programs For people at work, one was about how to stay high-functioning. One was about how to move from anxiety to focus. One was how to lead in crisis. And everything was a five-step or three-step framework. Uh, How to perform under pressure. So all of these is what... I even had a four-step program how to get a good night's sleep. (laughs) Which was also a challenge in the earlier days. Yeah, yeah. So true. Yeah, yeah. So... In the period from March, I would say, towards the end of March until now, close to 2,000 people have been touched by these programs. All over the world or mainly Southeast Asia? I had Not that it's relevant. Relevant, but, but yeah. I had people from Ecuador and I had people from Australia. And every, everything in between you right. can think of. <laughs> right. Every country you can think of in between. Yeah. So yeah. pretty wide uh, spread. But mostly, I would say, is Asia. Uh, but very wide, mm-hmm. Europe, UK, US, wide, very widespread. And 
people get to know and then they come the other thing which you did was on march 19th i started a i had a weekly meditation which is uh, just come together and meditate kind of thing and um, it was online even much before like that's why i said this two and a half years back i started this online right i just switched it to daily and um, i thought people needed it i thought i would do it for 30 days and i landed up doing it for 108 days <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So and we had a core community of close to 50 people who'd show up every single day. I had people who had covid, had a relapse of covid and then they said it's only this meditation which helped them through these times. I had people who were frontline workers, healthcare workers who were there in this community. I had people who had lost people to covid who were there in this community. And I had people of late even who are affected by this whole George Floyd thing who were also there in this community so a very wide variety of people people who had lost jobs people who had all kinds of people were there in this community and uh, we had my promise to them was you will get a new meditation every day mm-hmm. so to keep some surprise and fun mm-hmm. going for them mm-hmm. and we just got together for 20 25 minutes every single day so it was very powerful wow and it's very fulfilling to be there for the community at this time so otherwise of what purpose do we exist if you're not there for people in these times yeah and you mentioned that you may soon be an author or <laughs> <laughs> you're putting something together for it to be a book so one of the programs which i developed with the 16 years of my practice is a program called superpower and uh, I now run this program as a I don't want to use the word a phrase life coaching because that's not what it is. I'm not coaching you. I'm helping you to discover and empower and inspire yourself. I'm just there with you on right. that journey. Right. So I've constructed this program which consists of eight parts and I'm we're running this about how to discover your gifts. how to convert that into a superpower and to the story of your life how to find the courage to live that life how to bring that into your daily how to live that life kind of this whole thing is what we're bringing in so i'm working with a set of people right now uh, and i've more than 100 people have been through this program already and i feel that this is the time going back to what i said uh, about the individual construct is yeah. the core of what the future of humanity is and covid has exposed many of the frameworks and many of the i would say the problems we have in this personal construct and uh, i feel this is the time uh, i just started work on this uh, literally a few weeks ago okay and i'm working with someone to hopefully bring this to life wow that's amazing i'm looking forward to it <laughs> Thank you so much uh Subah. I mean is there any sort of closing note that you would like to share with the listeners? There's only one thing that I would like to leave as a reflection for all of us and that is that if every one of us can feel comfortable in our skin, can feel that I'm here with these gifts and to make this contribution to the world. Bronnie Ware put this out beautifully in her top 5 regrets of dying the number one regret of a person 
on his deathbed was i wish i had the courage to live a life true to myself and not what others expected of me so i think it's a lifelong journey but if we could be that we will feel confident in who we are we will not feel insecure and that gives huge power to us to be present for each other to be caring and sharing and contributing and making a positive impact not winning and succeeding but being yeah who you are yeah and being together as one that's amazing thank you so much <laughs> thank you bye i really enjoyed this conversation is riveting <laughs> thank you thank you thank, thank you. you a banker to a mindfulness practitioner Sabha has a certain warmth and natural ability to draw anyone towards him. He uses a very holistic approach in life, empowering people and helping them to manage stress in this very very hectic lifestyle that is being led in today's corporate environment. He's been practicing this for so many many years and is doing so much good. I really was happy that he shared his story with me and I absolutely cannot wait to visit being Sattva which is in Ubud Pali where in their words they mention how they incorporate a routine that includes the four pillars of wellness exercise nutrition mindfulness practice and rest and relaxation so stay tuned for a lot more wonderful stories on melting pot with me pile hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 